Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I hope you're all having a wonderful week. It's Valentine's Day week. If you're in a relationship, I hope that you and your boo are finding some time to have some fun together. And if you're single, just remember that Dina Lohan is being catfished. So it could be worse. It could definitely be worse. Dina is fully being catfished. The MTB people have gotten involved. Nev from from the TV show Catfish has seemingly found Dina's catfish boyfriend, and he has tweeted that there's more to the story, and I am on the edge of my seat just waiting to find out about this whole Dina Lohan catfish situation. Is this going to be like a very special episode? I don't even normally watch Catfish. I've never seen the TV show, but I'm about to start watching if Dina's going to have an arc on Catfish. And let me tell you something. I've been watching Dina on Celebrity Big Brother, and I love her. I find her so lovable. She's, as of this recording, she's still on, but, you know, who knows? I don't know. I'm rooting for her. Dina, I'm rooting for you. If she doesn't win, you know, at least she's got another show on the horizon with MTV's Catfish. So I'm excited about that. I want to start the show off with a little mini apology. I know some people tell me to stop apologizing, but I do want to offer a little mini apology to listeners. I know I did say that I was going to be recapping the Real Houses of Beverly Hills premiere. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to it, but the reason I wasn't able to get to it was because I was asked to co-host Bitch Sesh, which is a fantastic Housewives podcast. So if you've never listened, I encourage you all to go listen. And I break down the whole Real Houses of Beverly Hills premiere with Casey Wilson, who is just the funniest fucking person ever. So please go listen. And then going forward, I'll be recapping The Real Houses of Beverly Hills on this show. Today, I'm going to be talking about Lindsay Lyons Beach Club and The Real Houses of New Jersey finale after that. And we have a special guest. One of the VIP ambassadors on the Lohan Beach Club, Kayla, is going to be on the phone. I'm going to chat with her. And I'm going to find out. I have a lot of questions about this beach club. I'm still very confused about this show. And so I'm excited to get her on the phone. Before I get on the phone, though, let's just talk briefly about this week's episode, because there's just so much going on. And I'm so confused about the editing of this show, and, like, it's very, very unclear to me. Like, they always start at different times. This week, they were starting their day at 1 p.m., but in the weeks prior, it was 10 a.m., 11 p.m. There's never a set work schedule, seemingly. And then Lindsay said in this week's episode that she was going to decide at the end of the summer who stays. And it's like, is this the first time we're hearing this? Is that's going to be people are getting voted off? It was very confusing to me. And this whole show is confusing. And again, I want to say that I love it, but it doesn't make a lick of sense. (laughs) It makes no fucking sense. None at all. Also, like, I still don't understand the layout of this resort. They have a kitchen. When the VIP clients come, there's like a list of things that they're supposed to have or that they want. But then the resort, like, doesn't have the list of things. So, like, somebody comes in and wants macaroons. Then the people have to go find fucking macaroons. And it's like, why didn't they buy macaroons when they got that sheet? (laughs) Why are they all searching for the macaroons on the island? Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And the kitchen, they don't even make food. They make sushi and that's it. Or No, no, they don't. I'm sorry. They don't make sushi. They just make sashimi. They don't make gelato. They literally seemingly make nothing else. And I know there's a language barrier, but I'm choosing to believe that the kitchen is only making sashimi, and there's absolutely nothing else that they serve. So it's very confusing. And look, all they want to do is find a macaroon pyramid. That's what the VIP client wanted. And the girls were trying to find a macaroon pyramid. And one of them got fired for that. They couldn't find the macaroons, or they they were out looking, and they got fired. When I mention the editing is weird, it's because... During this week's episode, it was set up that Gabby was going to be helping one of the VIP clients. 
Like it was, she was assigned to them. And then all of a sudden it cut to Gabby going on this excursion with Alex to go visit his yaya. And it's like, what the fuck? Like they just set up that Gabby was helping the VIP client. So like, why is she off to another island with Alex? They just jump around so quickly. It's very confusing. And then it's like, just when we think one storyline is going to get going, then they introduce something else. And it's like, the cast got to go and have like a, a day off. But then it was like, you're allowed to have a day off. But then Lindsay's like, but you got to be promoting the club. So the whole cast goes out drinking and then Lindsay decides to ambush everyone. And <laughs> She's like, I'm going to ambush them. And it's like, then she just literally goes up to them and is like, you're drinking, but you're supposed to be promoting. And it's like, are they? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. And Lindsay hates certain people for no reason. Jules, she just hates. She hates Jules for no reason. <laughs> At one point, she said, don't speak over me. I'm your boss. And she genuinely hates Jules. And May. I don't think she likes May. Now, we see that Lindsay is eventually going to fire someone. We don't know who. We don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know exactly if it's going to happen. But they keep setting it up for weeks and weeks and weeks. And at the end of the episode, she fires May. But then in the previews for next week, it shows her maybe rehiring May. You guys, we need to make some ground rules here. Like, I need a list of the terms and, like, what their job responsibilities are. I need a full list because I don't understand what's happening. Also, can we, real quickly, before... I'm going to get Kayla on the phone. Before I do, I also have to talk about this lobster scene. (laughs) What the fuck? I mean, Lindsay's really angling for that Little Mermaid live-action role for Disney. I don't know if you guys follow her Instagram account, but she did Instagram a picture of her in the role of Ariel in The Little Mermaid once Disney announced that they were doing a live-action version of it. And she did also recommend that Meryl Streep play Ursula, which is a slap in the face to Meryl Streep. Like, I'm not saying the role of Ursula isn't an esteemed, you know, a great role for an iconic woman, but... I do think it was troublesome that Lindsay like was giving her own casting suggestions and was like, you know, Meryl Streep should play Ursula. Like Meryl Streep's busy. She she does not need to star in the Little Mermaid live action with Lindsay Lohan. Meryl's booked and busy. So <laughs> this week though on the show we see her campaigning for that role again. She saw Panos had some lobsters and Lindsay took it upon herself to take one of the lobsters and walk over to the beach and put it in the ocean. You guys, there's lots to unpack here. First of all, she didn't take all of them. She took one. She chose one. She brought it to the waters. And look, I'm not a fisherman. I'm not, uh, what what do they call them? (laughs) I'm not a, a zookeeper. I don't know much about lobsters. But I do know that they have to be in certain particular waters. Like, I don't know that they can just go in, you know, fresh water after being in the frozen area. Like, I don't know. Again, I'm not a zoologist. But I don't think Lindsay is either. But so I'd like somebody to check up on that because I had read differing reports. I was trying to look this up. I didn't get too far on Google, but I think she might have killed a lobster. I'm just saying. I'm I'd unclear, but I feel that she maybe killed a lobster. And can we also talk about the fact how she said in her confessional that she's Ariel and that was Sebastian? Well, you just maybe killed Sebastian. I don't know. Unclear. <laughs> But this whole show, it's like, I don't know what's going on. When May was fired, I felt bad for her. And I sort of felt like they just fired her because she's boring and basic. That's what it seemed like it was, right? Like, it didn't seem like she did a bad job. She was doing an okay job. Like, none of them have real job responsibilities. So it was like, they just fired her because she's basic. Which, 
it's fine. On reality TV, we need to get rid of the basics. I, we don't need basics. Like, get me the more interesting people, the crazier, the better. That's what I'm watching these reality TV shows for. But I wouldn't mind if they just were upfront about that. So again, another week, more questions than answers, like an episode of Lost. I'm so excited that Kayla agreed to call into the show, so I'm going to get her on the line, and we're going to go through all of this stuff, because I have, I have questions. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that scene in the movie Doubt with Meryl Streep, where she's like, I have my doubts. Well, you know what, Lindsay Lohan Beach Club, I have my doubts about everything that's going on here. I'm curious about if this is really like a sex work. Again, I want to be clear, no shade to sex workers. I fully support that. I just don't think that the people know about it. I don't think the employees know what they're doing. And so I'd like to clear that up. So let's get Kayla on the line. And then after I talk to Kayla, I'm going to be recapping the Real Houses New Jersey premiere. And then next week, we have some very special guests. I'm very excited about that. Uh, before I get to Kayla, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast and get access to all the bonus episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click the become a patron button. For $4 or more per month, you get access to all of the bonus episodes. And more importantly, you just help support this podcast. So thank you to all of you that are over there. I love you. So without further ado, let's get, uh, let's get Kayla on the line. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, guys, I'm here with Kayla. Kayla, how are you doing today? I'm so good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you because I have so many questions about this show. <laughs> I, uh, it's, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so what is, first of all, how did you get cast on this show? How did this job come about? Um, so because I've done other MTV shows before, um, I kind of was called in per se. They just needed uh, like someone to fill in, I guess. I wasn't sure going into the show whether someone had already been fired or like what kind of situation I was walking into. But all I did know was that something about firing was going to happen at some point, whether it was before that I got there or after. And that I had to like fill someone's spot. So MTV called me and uh, they gave me a day's notice. They're like, do you want to go to Greece? And I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I packed my bags and I left the next day. And honestly, I wasn't sure at all what the situation was going to be. Right. And so going into that, did you know what your role would be at the resort? Yeah. Well, kind of, not really. So MTV had asked me if I had ever and they already kind of knew the answer, but they wanted me to go more in depth about whether I had worked in like the service industry before. Um, so I gave them kind of like a little bit of my background when they called me. And that was probably like a month before I actually left. Okay. And I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, okay, well, that was a random text that I just got from MTV. Like, I don't know what that's about, but I just let it go. And didn't even think about it again. And then when they called me like a month later asking if I wanted to go to Greece to do a show about, I don't even remember what they told me, honestly, but I did know that it was going to be something about serving or bartending 
in Greece. And I kind of think I put the puzzle pieces together at that point because I had seen things online that Lindsay was going to have a show in Greece. And I'm not, I don't, I honestly can't remember if they told me or if I puzzled it together or what happened. And how far into filming was it that you went over there? So they had only been there for a week, okay. but I felt like I missed so much. Like production wise, a week is like really a month, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. people yeah. get to know each other really quickly, especially in that kind of environment. So by the time I got there, friendships were already starting. Brett and Sarah were already in love. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but with, okay. <laughs> so, but I have so many questions about Brett and Sarah. Like, is that real? Because it seems like it was, it happened so fast. And you were the one even, I think to call it out this week to be like, how did this happen? Yeah, it was super weird. So I got there and Brent's like, oh, that's my girlfriend over there. Her name's Sarah. And I was like, wait, your girlfriend? I'm like, in my head trying to do the math. I'm like, wait, we've only, you guys have only been here for about a week. So I I asked him, I was like, so you knew her from before the show or yeah. like you met her here? And he was like, no, I met her here. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so he, he was like a start over. You met her here and a you're week together. ago. And you're together. You guys are dating and you say you love her. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I don't know how to even feel about that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, just go with it. Super weird. I don't know. I, I still don't understand that whole situation, to be honest. Sure. So I'm confused about the, the work. like Because as a viewer, it appears that there's like some sort of sex work going on. <laughs> like I'm not... <laughs> That's what I see as a viewer. Like, it seems like they're encouraging the VIP, whatever, the hosts or whatever to like make out with or massage or do like things that are seemingly outside of the normal job description of like a you know, yeah. VIP host. Yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't even know what to say about that because I mean, I wasn't there when Brent was making out with that one VIP girl, but I did see a little bit of that going on where uh panos would pair you know if it was a vip table of like gay guys he would make sure that mike was taking care of them Mm -hmm. or or alex was taking care of them and it's like i don't understand why you're meaning to pair that up right now because i don't know what sexuality really has to do with Mm -hmm. the workplace but whatever okay um and I mean, I think that there was a little bit of a double standard when it came to all that also because Brent was rewarded for making out with that girl. But I think if any of us girls were would have been making out with a male VIP guest, we probably would have gotten in a lot of trouble for it. So really? I don't I don't know. But I saw a lot of that double standard stuff going on um, throughout the whole time that I was there with Lindsay and everything. And I think I've just come to the conclusion that she is not confident in herself enough to to um, how do I say this? Support other women. Mm. Wait, so were you a fan of Lindsay before? Like, did you, you were familiar with some of her older stuff, right? Yeah, unfortunately I was, but I think that's all over now. Yeah. yeah. I saw you post about her rumors video on Twitter. I was like looking at your Twitter and I was like, oh, that song was so good. It was so good. It was and good. it's still so good. And yeah. you know, it's, it's weird because when I watch, I've recently, because um, they were replying a lot of uh, Lindsay's me uh Lindsay's movies, movies yeah. on MTV recently like Freaky Friday and Mean Girls and I tuned in for a few of them and it's just weird because Lindsay today the person that I met I don't even see that person when I watch the movies it's like mm. a completely different entity 
yeah. all together. It's very strange. Like I know that I've met that girl that was in Freaky Friday or Mean Girls, but it doesn't feel like I have because she's so different now. Oh yeah, yeah. How involved was she in the whole filming process? Like, did she film a lot? Um, I personally don't know because I don't like she could have been filming at her own house for all I know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the camera crews were doing when I wasn't around her. So she could have been filming all day, every day with her friends somewhere else. But I don't know. Um, As far as how often was she with us? Not very often. Yeah. Now, what about Panos? Like, was is he really the one in charge of that place? Or is he just, you know, like, what's his role there? Yeah. So in real life, in Greece, Panos is actually the manager of Lohan Beach Club. Like, he actually works there every day, lives in Mykonos, uh, whatever. But uh, Lindsay, she doesn't actually live in Mykonos at all. She lives in Dubai. So she was kind of just... I guess there to be there for the show. I don't know what she was there for. I don't think she's very involved in general with Lohan Beach Club. And I don't, I don't know. It's a weird situation. I know that she has other clubs. She has another one in Rhodes, I think. And then another one in Dubai, maybe. And she might be more involved with those clubs. But I definitely know that she's not very involved in Mykonos. Yeah. I couldn't get a read of the layout of this place. Like, is it big or is it small? Yeah, it's really weird on camera. It's very hard to tell. Um, I would say, so there's some of the filming, like when you see us in the meetings, in the uh, pre-shift meetings, when we're sitting on the couches. So that's one building. Okay. And that's where like the kitchen, and then there's a couple of tables and like a little shop with bathing suits and stuff. And then you have to cross this little road. And then that's where the Lohan Beach sign is the big one that you see in like all of the previews and everything. And then once you go past that, there's a couple more tables, the bar, and then a pretty big, I guess I would say area of like day beds and stuff like that. But there's not a very big section for like the cabanas. There's only six of them, I think. So, I mean, it's big, but not at the same time. It's kind of hard to explain. It's, it's actually a really interesting little area that they have set up. I mean, it looks nice. It's just confusing to see. I don't understand the layout of it. Yeah, they should have done like an MTV Cribs like tour type thing to give you guys a better feel of what it was actually like, because it's really hard to explain. What are you thinking watching it? Like, are you are you enjoying watching? Like, what do you think of this final product that we're seeing? It's good. I'm I don't usually watch all that much reality TV. And when I do, it wouldn't be something like this. Yeah. So it's hard for me to judge. Um, I love being on the challenge and I love big brother. I love game shows like that. So I don't really, it's hard for me, especially because I'm biased because I'm on the show. It's hard for me to tell if it's good, if it's bad, if it's boring. I don't know. It's weird. I'm loving it, but it's also like very bizarre because I love Vanderpump Rules too. And it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was set up to be like a MTV version of Vanderpump Rules. And it's very different than that, but I'm loving it. It's just, it does also like batch it. And I always think like the scenes with Lindsay can be very confusing because sometimes she'll just say random things. And it's like, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) The cuts are kind of weird. I would definitely say that if I were a viewer and I wasn't there, I would be kind of confused about some of the storylines and stuff. Um, The difference between Vanderpump and I don't, I'm not a fan of Vanderpump. Like, I mean, I, not that I'm not a fan. I've just never watched it. Sure. Uh, But one of my good friends, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, my best friend, one of my really good friends, Sheena, she's on Vanderpump. Right. And 
Um, so I know like about it, obviously. And the big difference between Vanderpump and Lohan Beach House is those Vanderpump people actually live in California. That's like they really did work at Sir. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas with this, we were cast to be on a show for the summer. It wasn't our real job. We all knew that after that was over, we'll go back to normal life. I think that's the big difference between the two is for Vanderpump, that's like real life for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's just so confusing, like what the your your guys' role is in the resort it's like very confusing because like we see just different things it's like well are they supposed to get them drinks or are they supposed to just wait on them hand and foot like it's very confusing and i just wish that would be cleared up it was confusing for us too and i think that it would because those roles weren't there before we got there Mm. you know what i'm saying so i think that's why it's hard to like explain it because Mm -hmm. it's i don't know and it was very hard for us too because there were people that were actually working there and I felt bad for them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. there was people that actually work at Lohan beach club and they live on the Island and that's where they get their money. And we're just these annoying people walking in, like trying to boss them around, like make a TV show around them. I would have been annoyed if I were them. Like, yeah. who are these people? <laughs> so when you were filming, was it a lot of like waiting around because you didn't have specific roles? Was or, or was it just like, we got to make something happen? Kind of. I mean, we tried to fill our time. A lot of it was drinking at the bar, but when we weren't drinking at the bar, we were, you know, pretending, not pretending, but trying to look busy, I would yeah. say. It would be the best way to put it. Like, I would take someone's, you know, iPad or whatever, the, the iPad that they had at Lohan Beach and go take pictures of people, try and take care of their social media, pass out flyers. It was a lot of filling time to try and look busy every day Yeah. Uh, in between our taking shots at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least that's fun. Did you like Panos? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I can't stand the guy. Really? I, I tried to get along with him at the beginning. I just I just don't like the way that he treated a lot of people. And then now that I've seen the show come out and the way that he's tweeting about people online, I'm just not a fan of it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't like when, and I think this is a big thing with Lindsay and Panos with me is they, they said a lot of one thing, but then actions speak louder than words. And it's like, they would talk shit about Bryant behind his back on the show. Like I saw it. They're like, Oh, we should fire him, whatever. But now they kiss his ass. And it's like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like that. Like, don't, don't say one thing and then reward him right after. And that's what they would do every day. And I think that speaks volumes. If somebody's going to like somebody who, who acts like Brent, like he treated us like complete dog shit all season. But Lindsay went on an after show and said that she relates most to Brent. Well, I'm sorry, but that says something about you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said some really awful things about all the women there. Yeah. It's disgusting. But then again, like I said, I don't think Lindsay is in a position in her life to support women around her. Mm. Now, I wonder, this might be something you can't answer, but there was shortly before the this whole thing premiered, Lindsay was like in that Instagram live video where she's trying to take someone's child. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. Of course. So that seemed to be completely glossed over this whole, as we were going into the season, it seemed like no one was talking about it. And I'm wondering, like, did, was that a mandate from MTV or something? Like, no one was able to talk about that? Or, like, why are we ignoring that? I don't know why we're ignoring it. And it, I don't know. It, it's not that MTV said anything, at least to me, yeah. about it. I, I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, that all happened, like, 
maybe a week before it started airing or yeah, maybe like a month. Close. I don't know. It was really close. Yeah. And it just seemed like I, I had seen her. I had seen a lot of like the preview special where she was with um, Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls, uh-huh. and it was like, why hasn't anyone asked her? And even in in interviews she was doing for different talk shows, no one was asking her about it. And I thought that seems like an important thing to ask her. I'm wondering if, and I'm wondering with you if maybe that's something on her end. Maybe she's before her interviews is saying, I don't want to talk about that. I don't know. Right. I have no clue, but that's something that MTV is not going to want to bring up. I would assume sure. because they kind of, in my opinion, are painting her in a really good light yeah. in order to, you know, show that she's made some changes in her life. But was I don't know. I think it'd be interesting saw? if they were to ask. Were, was there things that you saw with Lindsay that, that you don't think they'll show us because they are painting her in a good light? Uh, um. Like, was there any wild behavior from her that we, like, aren't going to see? Um, I don't want to say anything about that. Probably. I think within the next, <laughs> I think within the next couple episodes, they might touch a little bit on that. Okay. Um, cause I, I have seen the next two and I know that there are comments that I made that I think are going to shed a little bit more light on mm. all of that. If you stay tuned, because I'm the only one, you know, so far, I'm the only one that speaks out on anything. So I kind of said a a couple of things and you'll see in in upcoming episodes. It felt like you are the most comfortable with reality TV. And of course, you've done it before. So it it did. I mean, since you've gotten there, it seems like you're the only one kind of asking these questions that as the viewers, we all have. Yeah. And that's kind of what I intended to do when I went in and saw that all of the people on the cast had never done TV before. And they were all very like shy and timid. And the thing about it was what it was weird because all of those people, they, they couldn't be themselves. They, they were scared to speak out because they were scared that they were going to get fired. But in my head, I'm like, well, we're here. So let's, let's make it something good to watch. Like, let's have a good time. Let's not make this a boring experience because who's going to want to watch that. Right. So when I got there, I'm like, all right, I'm going to speak for the other side of what everyone's probably thinking, but not saying, and I'm just going to speak out on it. Why not? I don't have anything to lose. Like if I get fired or if I get sent home, I don't care. So, um, I just wanted to go in and kind of be the opposition to everyone who was scared to speak up. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing with reality TVs. Like somebody has to be the villain and somebody has to be the one to speak up. Otherwise we don't have a show. It's just boring. So even though sometimes people can be monsters on TV, it's like, we sort of need monsters, you know? I know. I know. It's annoying. And I, and the audience needs somebody that they can relate to on both sides, you know? Yeah. At least that's what, how I feel. And if you're going to go in and everyone's kind of cowarding away and being quiet and not sticking out for themselves, and I'll be the one to do it. I don't care. Right. Now, would you go back? Do you think you'll go back? Will there be another season? Or I do you know anything about that? I have no idea about that. Yeah. Would um, you go back if they do? Hard to say. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It, it has a lot of things that would be factors playing into that. I don't know. Yeah. Now you mentioned your friends with Sheena from Vanderpump Rules and Lisa Vanderpump's opening up a Vegas place and you live in Vegas, correct? Yeah, I yeah. do. So would you ever do like if they did a, a Vanderpump Rules Vegas show, would you do it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, it seems like Lisa has 
like she knows what it takes to make a good show. All of her employees seem happy. Lisa went out of her way to fire that one guy, James, who um, was being an asshole to all the girls. Like that's how a woman boss should be. Your employees aren't happy because this guy is making them feel uncomfortable at work. Then right. that's the guy that needs to leave. But when you're working for Lindsay Lohan, that's not how it is. She keeps guys like that around because she doesn't care about how other women feel around her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now <laughs> I want to ask, will we see you again on the challenge? I mean, I hope so. Um, I mean, it's not up to me, but if, uh, if I get a call, then I'll be there for sure. But who knows? You don't know. I don't know. I never know what the future is going to have in store, especially with the challenge because they're adding so many new people lately. Um, this don't you season feel like that's on right don't you feel like they'll add Lohan people to the challenge now because they're adding people from every show? Yeah, they might. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they will. Yeah. Do you have any, I know I didn't watch your seasons of the challenge. I, my apologies, but I know <laughs> that didn't, you had some contentious relationships on the challenge. Like, do you have any regrets or anything that you wish you'd done differently in your seasons on the challenge? No, I get, I get asked that a lot. And, People are always asking, like, if I regret certain things. And I try not to live my life like that with any sort of regrets, because if I did something in the moment, then I probably meant it. And it's, there's no reason to look back and be like, oh, shit, I should have done that differently. Um, I'm, I'm happy with where I am right now. And all the decisions that I've made have led up to this point. So it is what it is. And live and learn. Um, yep. Just going and moving forward. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I want to ask you one more question. Do you have a favorite Lindsay movie or song or thing? Uh, I mean, if you had to, unfortunately, like... Mean Girls will forever be a freaking classic. Right. My mom took me to see it. I think I was in fourth grade and it was like my favorite after that. And then Parent Trap. Great movie. Yeah. Freaky Friday. But like I said, when I watch those, I don't see her yeah there it's so weird so it's like a huge disconnect between that actress and the person that i met so i still love those movies i'm not gonna let her take that from yeah. me <laughs> yeah, keep watching and, and rumors <laughs> oh the rumors is one. such a bop it's so good <laughs> yeah it's so good kayla thank you so much where can people find you on social media kayla k-a-i-l-a-h underscore casillas c-a-s-i-l-l-a-s well, Kayla, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. And I look forward to the rest of the season of this show. It's batshit insane yeah. and I'm loving it. I'm telling you, the next, I think one or two episodes are where it gets pretty crazy. And you'll see more of me standing out for myself and speaking out. And it gets good. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> no problem. It was fun talking. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. Hey guys, we're going to talk about this Real House of New Jersey finale. I'll be honest, I was like a little tiny bit disappointed. I did love the end, but it did feel like a little bit of build-up, but I... I love this whole season, and I think this episode was fantastic. I think maybe I was just expecting a little too much. You know, when your expectations are a little too high, that's what I feel like I was doing. And I need to remind myself, sometimes I need to lower my expectations. But I was also just coming off of that Beverly Hills premiere, which was so thrilling that I think anything would have paled in comparison. You're no friend! She would never say that about you. Maybe you care more about your image than your friendships. You are not her friend. Yes, I am. Goodbye, Kyle. Get the f*** out of my house. I swear to you, I'm done with it. Look, New Jersey was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It was wonderful. A-plus, five-star TV. But coming off of that Beverly Hills reunion, which was just, oh my god, that Beverly Hills, or I'm sorry, first episode, thrilling, amazing, I mean, not enough adjectives in the world. It was so fantastic. P.S., can we talk about how Rinna and Erica just cut up a hot dog with not a bun? <laughs> I don't know if we talked about that, but we need to talk about how Rinna and Erica got a hot dog at that Kyle barbecue, and they just cut it on up into small little pieces without a bun. It didn't seem to have any ketchup. It's like, what are we doing here? What is this food? That's like, we need to get a bun in there. We need to get some ketchup, maybe even some mayo, some relish. You know, I don't know how many people drink or put mayo on their hot dog, but they need some condiments on it. There was nothing going on there, and it just, I don't need to see them on camera eating a hot dog in the little pieces. Anyway, this week's Real Houses New Jersey, let's talk about it. So this was all about Jennifer's anniversary party, and we know Danielle was coming for Margaret. Like, that was the whole build-up to this episode. Danielle seems to just be really gunning for it, which I'm fine with. It's thrilling. It is. We got a wonderful scene of Jackie and her mom at the salon, and Jackie's mom got an ambush makeover, basically. And she looked fantastic. I literally cried. I cried. I liked the scene. She looked so different. When the hairdresser showed her her new haircut, I was like blown away. I was like, huh! Like I, sh- I clutched my invisible pearls and I got so excited. 
It just made me happy. It was like a nice little scene. And yeah, again, I did cry. Now, there was a scene with Margaret and Joe and Jan. And I have no idea what happened because I was distracted by the Chinese food. I'm on a diet right now. And the food looked amazing. So I have no idea what happened. But I do know that the food looked good. And I do know that I'm hungry right now. So there you go. We also got, I mean, speaking of food, we also got Jennifer and the fam at a dinner scene in the hibachi. They were at a hibachi restaurant, which I love a hibachi restaurant. Oh, I love it. It's like entertainment. It's good food. It's everything. What more could you want? What more could you want? The kids are all nightmares. One of them said, if you take me to Target to get two things, I promise I'll eat my soup. And that's not, that's not appropriate for a child. You know, my parents would say, if you don't eat, then you don't eat. Like, if you don't eat the food, then you just go hungry. And I'm not saying every that's how every parent should do it. I'm just saying that's how my parents did it. I said, if you didn't like the food, you just don't eat it. And you go to bed hungry. Which, by the way, I'm going to bed hungry every night. And it is a punishment. I'm on this diet. And it's like, part of the diet is going to bed hungry. And it's no fun. The Bill, Bill obviously hates Jennifer. He hates the kids. He hates Jennifer. I think they have a lot of stuff simmering under the surface there. And they keep talking about Bill having friends, which is weird. And then even the kids are like, you're not around a lot. One of the kids was like, you're supposed to be my, I'm supposed to look up to you, but you're not around. And it's like, ugh, it makes me so uncomfortable. There's going to be something coming. Next season, two seasons on the road. This relationship is not great. Not great. Then we cut to Dolores and Frank at the house that they renovated, and I would watch an HGTV show just about Frank Sr. and Dolores. Give me that show. Let them replace Chip and Joanna. Chip and Joanna are off the air. Let's get Frank Sr. and Dolores doing Fixer Upper, New Jersey version. You know, I, I don't know if they're able to... <laughs> I don't know how many houses they'll be able to do. I feel like there might be some tax issues there. I don't know quite exactly what's going on, but I would watch an HGTV show that is just a spinoff of those two renovating places. I would. Let's get it on TV. Now, I want to talk about something that I'm very upset about. I'm livid about this. And this is that storyline, that fucking storyline of Melissa and her sister. The sister that doesn't fucking exist. Now, I've said this a bunch of times throughout the season. I said... If we get to the end of the season and Melissa does not have an extra sister, I'm going to be fucking pissed. And that's exactly what fucking happened. This whole storyline of Melissa maybe having a sister because some fucking psychic said she might have a sister. And then we get to the end of the season, she didn't even have a fucking sister. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? It was just like, she did 23andMe and made it a storyline for the season. Guess what, Melissa? I did 23andMe too. It's not a storyline for a TV show. That's basically what happened here. We watched Melissa do 23 and Me, And I will not have it next season. If, if this storyline gets recycled again, I will boycott Bravo. I will be outside the Bravo offices just saying, get Melissa off my screen. And I love her. I like her, and I think she's been great this season otherwise. She's sticking up for herself. She seems got a good backbone going. But don't waste my time with this 23 Me storyline or this fake sister thing that never happened. Maybe... I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. We still have three-part reunion. Maybe we'll find something else. But why the fuck would the producers show us this throughout the whole season? Because producers knew that it wasn't leading anywhere, so they should have edited out this whole storyline. Disgusted, frankly. Disgusted. Although, <laughs> maybe maybe she'll find out she has a sister, What? and then I'll be thrilled. There you go. 
There's lots simmering beneath the surface between Joe and Melissa. A lot. Let's all keep our eyes on it. We're going to see more. Going to see more. So everyone's getting ready for this party. There's so much buildup to this party. I actually thought Jennifer's house looked better with all that shitty decor for the party. You know, all that casino decor. Didn't it seem to add, like, more color or something? I was watching it, and I was like, oh, these reds... (laughs) I'm not saying they look great, but I do think that they make the house look a little bit better. Jennifer's been a great addition, you guys. Even though sometimes we hate her, I think she's a great addition to this franchise, and I'm very excited about what's to come next season. Now that Jennifer and Jackie are going to be, like, comfortable in their roles, very excited to see where it goes. Uh, Did you guys hear... The husbands, as everyone was arriving to this party, you know, Bill clearly didn't even want this party. Again, he hates his wife. (laughs) I mean, allegedly, it seems as though. Watching it, it seems like he doesn't care for her. And he didn't care for the party. It didn't seem like he wanted it. And the husbands, we saw Jackie's husband, which I swear it's only the second time we saw him. I know we saw him briefly last week. I don't think we've seen much of him throughout the season. But did you guys catch when he said that he locks himself in the bathroom? (laughs) He did say he locks himself in the bathroom, and I would just like to say that that's troublesome, and maybe something that we need to explore next season. I know it was a joke, but it was one of those like half jokes, like, I lock myself in the bathroom so I don't have to hang out with my wife, and it was like, a joke, but not a joke, you know? Like, he meant it. So then Marge arrived with this new hairstyle. It was like a little bit wetter, you know what I'm saying? It was like a little bit wet, or a little more product in the hair, and I liked it. I was feeling it. And she of course, is like, not avoiding Danielle, but she does want to get into the mix with Danielle. And she says, Danielle's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Hit a nerve. She's, she's on to Danielle. Marge gets it. And I'm so happy Marge does, because seeing Teresa not get it is making me dislike Teresa. And I like Teresa. But it's making me really dislike her, because it's like, Teresa, why aren't you seeing this person, Danielle? There's hookah at the party, and I hate when these shows have hookah. I know I'm being negative. (laughs) My problem is with the hookah is that a lot of times when there's hookah on these Bravo shows, the cast likes to do the hookah and then pretend like they got high. Like, you know, Melissa's tried to start it a little bit, and thankfully we moved on pretty quickly. But I find that every time they have hookah on screen, it's like the cast members think they need to like take a hit and then be like, oh my god, I'm feeling it. They did it before on New Jersey Housewives. Remember Kathy? Rest in peace. (laughs) She's still alive, but off the show. Kathy and Rich had a hookah party at one point. I don't know. I don't like the hookah. Marge was also talking about the Godfather movies. She said, you know, because she welcomed Danielle when they saw each other. And then she said in her confessional, you always kiss someone before you kill him in the Godfather movies. And... (laughs) The whole cast, besides Teresa and Danielle, were talking about how toxic Danielle is. So we all see that as a viewer. Like, we can see that Danielle's toxic. I'm not saying she needs to be off the show. I'm just saying we can see that she's toxic. But the whole group was talking about it, and I swear that at one point, they were just reciting Britney Spears' lyrics. Like, somebody was like, don't you know that you're toxic? Don't you know that she's toxic? And they just kept saying that word over and over again. And I was like, we need to remix this. I might do it. I don't know. Somebody needs to do it online. Like, remix Britney Spears' Toxic with just clips of that fucking engagement or anniversary party. Like, let's get that going. Don't you know that she's toxic? (laughs) 
You guys, I was trying to decide if I want Danielle back next season. I go back and forth every episode. I think ultimately I want her back in this friend role. I don't want her to be full-time. I just want her back in the friendship role where she stirs shit up and then leaves. I think it's okay with me. She's doing a good job of it, and she's crazy, but like, at least she's given us something. Okay, at this party, did you notice when the dancers came out, there was like these Turkish female dancers, and then behind the female dancers, there was like these guys with candles? There was a Turkish man, I believe he was a Turkish man, he was behind one of the dancers, and he was holding a candle, and he was stunning. And it was a brief moment, but I would just like to say that I caught him out of the corner of my eye, and I was ready to lose it all. I was ready to leave Matt, (laughs) ready to risk it all for this man in the background of the Real Houses of New Jersey. And, look, I don't know, if anyone has his at, let me know, I'd like to follow him on Instagram. I would. I also loved how Joel Gorga was, like, dancing, and he was doing, like, stripper moves while they were doing (laughs) the Turkish dancing, and it was just, like, such a Joe Gorga thing to do, and I loved it. Loved it. We also got a Caroline flashback. Did you guys see that? Danielle was, like, she was talking to Teresa, she's like, you're, you're Teresa, no one tells you what to do. And then, Teresa's like, yeah, no one does, they're all trying to do what they did to me before, and then they flashback to Caroline and Dina. Caroline and Dina telling Teresa how bad of a person Danielle was. Look, I go back and forth with this, too. Do I want Caroline Manzo to return? Sometimes I do want her to appear a little bit. I know that some people are. I know a lot of you do not like Caroline, and I get that. And I don't even think I do either. I'm just saying I sometimes feel like maybe I want her to come back. I know. I don't know. (laughs) I do. It's how I feel. I'm living my truth. Out loud and proud. Okay, so then, of course, Marty's being an asshole. He's being disgusting. I hate him. But there was some bad acting. Okay, so Marty, Danielle's husband, he was saying some mean things to Joe, Marge's Joe. And it felt very scripted to me, you guys. I watched it a bunch of times. And I don't know if I'm just being skeptical. Maybe I'm just being a pessimist. Maybe I'm in a mood this week. But something about it felt very, very scripted to me. This whole push in the pool. Did you guys catch how they kept cutting? I would, if you haven't, go back and watch it again. It was like they did this weird cut where it was like Marge seemingly pushed Marty. And then the camera cut. And then Marty fell in the pool from a different place. He was not at the same plane, like the same level plane area that he was, where we see Marge kind of shove him. And they had to do this quick like jump cut. And I think something was scripted. Maybe Marty, like, jumped in the pool, and they cut it to make it look like Marge put him in the pool. Something was going on, you guys. And Marty's acting was not good. But I, and then I'm trying to think, like, well, wait, was Danielle and Marge in cahoots about this? Like, did they set this up themselves? I don't think that that's it, because they seemingly hate each other. But I don't know, you guys. I Watch it again. If you didn't find it skeptical, I'd encourage you all to go back and watch it and just watch the editing of it. Something was not right. They would have shown us at least one of the times, because they showed us that scene of him falling in the pool like four times, because they showed it, and then they'd be like, coming up. And then when we came back from commercial break, they'd show it again, and then they flashed back to it. It was like they showed us a bunch of times. And I feel like if there was a version of it where it did not cut away, they would have shown us that one of the times. But they never did. They kept cutting. It was a weird edit. 
And maybe, look, benefit is out. Maybe the camera people didn't get the proper, you know, look of it. I don't know. I don't know. It's also possible that maybe Marge did push them in the pool and they didn't get it on camera. And they were like, hey, Marty, will you go do this again? And they made him jump in the pool. That's possible. Stranger things have happened on reality TV. Something's fishy about it, though. And Marge just walked away and Danielle's like, what happened? Marge is just like, your husband's in the pool. (laughs) Danielle's like, who threw my husband in the pool? Me and my husband. (laughs) I love Margaret, you guys. I love her this season. Fell in love. In love. Now, so that's pretty much the episode. There wasn't a whole lot of meat, I didn't think. But there was was one bit that we have to go through that brought me to life. Like, I wasn't feeling that great about the episode. But then we got those freeze frames on the ladies, which I always love. It's like one of my favorite parts of any season of Any Housewives. But, you know, at the very end of the last episode of the season, they freeze frame on the ladies and we get like an update of what they're up to. And this episode of The Real House of New Jersey gave us some amazing freeze frame work because none of them were doing anything special. <laughs> it was shocking. Margaret, it said she got a facelift that she wanted. Jackie, it said her sister amended their relationship, and then it said she went to a bat mitzvah. That was fucking Jackie's update, was that she went to a fucking bat mitzvah. I'm sorry, but that's not update worthy. <laughs> she went to a bat mitzvah, we gotta include that. Dolores's was that she was in par- apartment searching. She was apartment searching. That was her update. Apartment searching. Let me just remind you all that when this show started with the Real Houses of Orange County, it was meant to be behind the look, behind the behind the gates of Cota de Casa, this wealthy neighborhood in the Real Houses of, uh, in Orange County, California. It started as a look at these wealthy women behind the curtain, behind the scenes, behind the gates. And even early in the seasons, we were getting wealth and we were getting aspirational stories. And now we're at the point where literally these women are just apartment hunting. One of them's going to a bat mitzvah, the other one's apartment hunting. It's like, that's so far off from that log line that we started with, with the Real Houses of Orange County. We have just come so far. Melissa, her update was that she fucking likes pasta. She said something about liking pasta. She's like, Melissa likes pasta. Didn't find her sister, but she likes pasta. That's why. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then Jennifer's was that she was planning a wedding, which, okay, she's planning a wedding for her brother. You know, that's that. But all of those women had like the most basic updates. And then Teresa's like, hers is so fucking intense. Hers is like her husband's in prison and is going to get deported to another country. They got to work it out. It was like such a shocking shift. <laughs> like, like Melissa likes pasta, but Teresa's husband's getting deported. Like what? such a 180 from one to the next. I truly got whiplash and I laughed so hard when like they showed us all these like apartment searching, bat mitzvah, Melissa likes pasta, and then Teresa's husband's getting deported to Italy. <laughs> like, oh, you guys laugh so hard. I laughed so fucking hard. Then Jennifer said party's over, and you know what? The party was over until the reunion next week. The reunion looks explosive. That trailer looks amazing. Jackie goes up against Teresa in the reunion trailer, and I'm very excited about that. Jackie says, like, you won't win a war of words with me. And then Teresa's like, really, bitch? And then Teresa looks like she gets up, and she, 
like it looks like she's starting to get physical with Jackie, and I'm very excited to watch it all play out because it looked thrilling. The little a couple little shots that we got looked thrilling, and I'm excited. So that's New Jersey. I've loved this season, you guys. I've warm place in my heart. I feel warm, happy, excited, good. It's been a ride, and we still have three more episodes of reunion to get through. And I, for one, cannot wait. And I hope and I think that they'll keep the exact same cast next season. I still want to reserve my judgment of whether or not I want Danielle back, but I think I want her back in the front row. I think I do. So that's the episode, you guys. Monday, we have a a show. Hopefully, we'll have a special guest. I think we will from the Real House of Beverly Hills, as long as they don't cancel or change on me. And then hopefully that works out. I want to thank you all so much for listening. So I want to do our little cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Now, this week, I just want you to reach out to your bestie. I know we've done that before, but reach out to your best friend. Breathe out. Again, we've done that before, but text your bestie right now. Tell them you love them. Remind them of a fun memory. Like, just reach out. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.